Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Now, you can't text us because um, we are not live today, but you can still follow us um, at Frank on the radio on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. Good morning, guys. Morning. Morning, all. Frank, uh, hmm. would you care to reveal... Uh, we were doing a sound check before we started, and we could hear a noise. <laughs> I don't, think, that, I don't we? think that's too. Oh yeah, there was a click Would you care to reveal what you were doing? Well, the the sound check was I felt meandering <laughs> a little. Um, you know, for me, a sound check is what did you have for breakfast? Ping, 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 and you're through. But it was a bit of this and a bit of that. So I thought I just noticed that my fingernails were looking a, a little bit extended. So I cut my fingernails, which point the producer started saying, hold on, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a bit of a clicking on the line. There's some sort of, um, but it wasn't a technical thing. It was a, it was a human thing. Yeah. So well that was, I'm not ashamed of that. I don't like, you know, just dead time. Okay. I'm the so, same. During the um, during the sound check, I was putting those toe dividers in and just varnishing my toes. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad we're not together in the studio because that is one of my worst things. I was in a <laughs> dressing room once, and my support act's wife started doing her fingernails, and I said, "I'm going to have to ask you to get out because the smell is just." A woman did it on a plane once when I was on. And I complained, and uh, she was a bit shirty, and the uh, stewardess mm. backed me up. Oh, really? Really? Mm-hmm. I'd be more comfortable with the smell of the varnish than the sound of the clippers that you displayed to us all really? just moments ago. Uh, okay. Well, you yeah. could, I wouldn't well, I had my, my nails uh, on an aeroplane. <laughs> I had my uh, waxing strips out for my tash. <laughs> The reason I wouldn't, um, <laughs> moving on, the reason I wouldn't cut my fingernails on a plane is I might need them for gripping the fuselage as we <laughs> plunge towards the ocean. Good point. So, um, you know, you don't want to, imagine the frustration if you think my only chance here is to grip the fuselage and I've just cut my fingernail. Oh, oh. I couldn't. Oh. You know, that four seconds that you've got left, just, yeah. uh, we wouldn't be able to think about anything else. Simple as that. Yeah. Now, I've got some, um, I feel very liberated today because I am not at my linen basket as I have been for this entire um, lockdown radio record thing. But I've been tidying my room for, I would say, the last six weeks. Nine years old. Yeah, I've been tidying about <laughs> two or three hours a day. No, yeah, what it was, adult it was tidies their room? It well, was, me, it was a it was a bit Miss Haversham. It had reached mm. that stage. And I've, I've really, I've, I did things like I vacuumed. Um, mm. And I've, um, I've oh, filed things. I've got plastic bags that just have dental items. I mean, I've really gone for it. And finally, there is enough room on my desk for me to put two elbows on it and the mm-hmm. microphone. And so, um, yeah, I really feel like today, in fact, I concede most of you guys, there is a photograph on my desk of my radio family, excluding Faye, who hadn't yet arrived. Um, I think um, 
you can see I'm pregnant with her at the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're standing outside a Coldplay gig, which... Oh, um, yes. I mean, that's so absolute radio in microphone. I love it. Um, no, if it would be Nickelback <laughs> or something, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it be something like, like that? Um, is there such a, Have I ever made Nickelback up? No, no you haven't. No. Kings of the Stone Age? Yeah. Kings of Leon. You've made that up. Mm. Have I made that up, Kings of the Stone Age? Oh, yes, Queens of the Stone Martin. Age. Can I just Martin. clarify? Yeah. Queens of the Stone Age, Kings of Leon. Yes, okay. Leon. <laughs> Did I say Leon? All that. Okay. Um, Kings of Leon. Um, so there we are. Um, so yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I had. Oh, I had an incident. Yes, you know when you're tidying and you get into a super tidy mind that has to, everything has to be perfect. And I had no, but, clothes yeah. piled on the stairs and books piled on the stairs, all in the right order, so they could be dispersed to their correct places. And then I had an incident which was um, slightly heartbroken, but philosophically. Um, Invigorating, and I'll tell you what it was after this. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. on Absolute Radio. So um, I, I, I set the scene uh, in the last link that I was—I've been doing extensive tidying. I had all these things on the stairs in neat piles, waiting to be dispersed, and I had a handheld vacuum. <laughs> Do you know the kind I mean? Like a yes. sort of car vacuum, but the, uh, the chunkier version of a car vacuum. Maybe you might use it for an estate. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was, I'd, I'd been cleaning up with that, and there were all these pris, pristine things on the stairs, and I dropped, at the top of the stairs, I dropped this handheld vacuum cleaner, and it <gasps> bounced down the stairs, and as it oh. bounced... The, the door thing sprang open on it and oh. dust and oh. dirt sprinkled on all these things as it went down the stairs. But the thing about it was there was sun streaming in through the, the main window of the stairs and there was quite a lot of glitter oh. in, the, uh, in the vacuum. And even though I was really distressed that all my work had been undone, it was, if you can imagine it, a character death in a, in a My Little Pony movie in which they fell yes. down the stairs. It was like that. It's like a <laughs> rainbow. A rainbow was spilling <laughs> from them instead of, um, instead of yes. I don't know, aqueous and vitreous humour from their um, split open eyes. Oh, innards. Or yeah. I imagine it also, Frank, as uh, if one of the Scissor Sisters tipped their bag um, upside down, that's what would come out, maybe. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, I, you know, at first I was, oh, no! And then I sat at the top of the stairs and I sat there for about five minutes and just thought about what had happened. <laughs> and I, I really found, I found a whole plane of calmness I didn't know I had. And I thought, that could have been me. What if it had been me? That would have been much. You know, as you know, my bones now are like arrows. Yeah. And <laughs> I would have gone down. I feel my joints sort of puffed out little dusts of dried marrow as I hit each stair. And I just sat down and I basically philosophised about it. And I thought, it's OK. This is not a really bad thing. I can tidy this. And, of course, there's a, there's a vacuum cleaner um, just there at the bottom of the stairs. Mm. So it all sort of it all sorted itself out. I think I understand what's happening here. I think there's something actually 
quite um, restful about momentary anger. About, I don't know, maybe eight weeks into lockdown when I was, like I had a twitchy eye and I was really worried about the fact that the world seemed to be having this plague. Mm. And then there was a moment I went to the fridge and I tried to get some blueberries out of the fridge, but somebody had put the lid, like the plastic lid on the blueberries and they sort of catapulted all over me and blueberries were just spread all over the kitchen floor. Uh, and it was, I just, I felt really annoyed, but for just a few seconds, it was like normal life was back. I was just annoyed at blueberries. COVID didn't exist. It was great, actually. It's probably the highlight of lockdown for me. So what is, what is the, um, the moral at the end of this? Well, I've been changing things myself. Oh, yeah, get angry. I've been, very, I've been having a lot of clumsiness in lockdown and unlike yeah. Mr Bean it's not a priceless oil painting that I deface it's it's more it's the mundane calamities as you say isn't it it's the vacuum cleaner the blueberries um Ooh, my glass toothbrush bands. pot oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um yes there must be a moral to it but um my son wrote a version of the king midas story school recently and he had to put a moral at the end and the story he chose was everything that King Midas um, touched turned to pastry <laughs> and in the end he touched his wife and she turned to pastry and he ate her <laughs> and he said, I, he said the moral is that he liked her better as pastry than he did as his wife <laughs> and I thought something in that <laughs> on Absolute Radio I was talking about my uh, eight-year-old. I know I, I go on about that a lot. When I say that, I mean him. Um, but the other day, is he ended school this week, and he said to me, would you like to have a go on my chatterbox? And I oh, thought, yeah. now that's going to be some online annoying thing with, mm. you know, people on it. Yeah. And he got out. Now, do you remember those... Maybe they were called chatterboxes at your school, but not at mine. Those sort of origami things where they had collars written on the top and you'd choose a collar. And if you choose blue, they'd open and close it, B-L-U-E, and then you had to choose numbers. Do you remember these? Yes. yes. Are these placed on your digits? Yeah. On and your it would, hands? It, would, it yes. would culminate in some sort of dare like I think Kiss Catherine Edwards is one I can remember from my school. Oh, okay. um, Shout out to Catherine. Did you? Did you? Yeah. No, I don't think I. I don't think I did. No, um, okay. that one never turned up. Barzies had things like sing a romantic song. Oh, lovely. Was one of them. He's uh, uh, aiming slightly differently than you were. Yeah, one you'd have liked, huh? 20 star jumps was one. Oh, I don't like star jumps, but yeah, I appreciate it. You don't the, like uh, star jumps, you said. I don't like it's, star um, it's the closest I ever really get to feeling like a starfish. Mm. And I think that's a good. But um, I don't think they were called chatterboxes, those items, but I, am, I cannot remember them having a name. And if they did have one, I can't remember it. Any ideas? Oh, Alan, did you have a name for those? Uh, no, I don't think we did. What I might but I do think is... I know that they're called chatterboxes now. I, well, that's because I just told you. Yeah. 
All right, yeah. guys. No, but I mean, that's how information uh, operates. In, I, just in wanted my world. You, I just wanted you to know how quickly I learn things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sort of always just thought it was origami fortune teller. Oh. Yeah, but you don't want the. Uh, you want to give the it the OFT. A name. <laughs> Get the OFT. Oh, I'd have loved that. Um, well, what, what I might do is post a picture of it and see what names people have for them, and best. Um, what, what should we? What should we call that last re- best reveal? Best reveal, yes. Best ever reveal on one of those. I think I'm going to. Uh, I'll put that picture. I'll put the picture because I think people might not know what the hell I'm talking about. And that's a risk um, you're always going to take. So, um, tremendous news. The cleaner's coming back next week, I oh. must say. It's been oh, a long lovely. time. Oh. Is that why you've been tidying up so carefully? Well, yeah. I, I thought I've got to give her a. Um, Give her something to uh, be able to clean. Do you know what I mean? You can't. So you can't go straight from Havisham. No. To, uh, but because um, Kath has arrived at a compromise thing, is that Kath has washed the clothes, but um, she will not iron. Right. That's okay. her. Uh, that's her limit. So I've just been wearing unironed clothes for the whole of lockdown. Because you can't oh, iron either. Because I was going to say, what's well, stopping you from ironing Tony Blair, 1997? <laughs> well, we both are capable, but neither of us will iron. It's as simple as that. Okay. And it's difficult for me because I'm a thin man. And um, I know we can't use the F word anymore, but let's say big boned people sort of iron their clothes from the inside, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Whereas me, the, the, the rumpledness really shows. You know, I've got nothing, I've got nothing work, working against it. Imagine what all. it's like for Jagger. So I'm quite... Jagger must be, oh. I mean, the crease is on that man. It's, uh, yeah, well, that's his face, though. I'm, I'm just on about <laughs> clothes. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I've, I've put a picture of um, the chatterbox, as I now call it, up on uh, Twitter and Instagram and see what you make of it. You know what? I can honestly say that I was using one of those um, origami. What, what did you call it? Origami fortune teller. An OFT. OFT. I was using an OFT when I was eight. <laughs> and I would say that, you know, if you can think kids' toys come and go, that one. It's it's right up there. I mean, I haven't seen a hoop and stick for probably thirty years. Mm. No one spins. Pe- people don't spin tops anymore. Is yo-yo is that a big deal? Well, the interest in yo-yos goes up and down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lovely work, Alan. Thank no, you. but what I like about that it was it was it it had a simplicity about it, but it was very pure. There was no no fat on it at all. No, Just, no it was dressage. a lean meat joke. Yeah. Love yeah. Thanks. He didn't bother with the 80s accessories or detail. Oh, no. you know. stick with that. Yeah, the main theme. That's what you Lovely, want. Lovely, pared-down minimalism, 90s style. <laughs> didn't um, expect it to be analysed for quite this long, to be honest. Oh, have you I met Frank Skinner before, Alan? <laughs> so. uh, I'd like to... Attention must be paid and thanks must be given to my radio show colleagues... 
I received some lovely gifts this morning for my birthday. Ah, uh, yes. I received uh, one of the members of our team, Faye, turned up with a cake at my gate. Lovely. I wouldn't let her in, Frank. Made some... by Faye herself. Yeah. She's quite a baker. Yeah. Very good. But, um, quite a Hilda. Um, one for the older demographic. Yeah. <laughs> she knows, she knows, you know. I got some lovely cards. Not, I as, also... not as useful as it was. Sorry, I had a on. moment, though, Frank. I, I received a gift from you and Cathy, and mm. I opened it, and it was so generous. It was a Daunt Books bag, which I thought, well, this is lovely, but it's sort of gift-wrapped, <laughs> and I, I sort of... I didn't realise you had to pay for them. <laughs> so yeah. um, I thought it was a bit odd, and then, of course, I shook it, and a, the actual gift came out, which was a subscription. I've got books sent to me now. I don't know for how long this will continue, this arrangement. Well, but... it's a 12-month thing, oh, so you'll, get, you'll get a book months. a month. Oh, and I don't great. know if you remember, but I, I, someone bought me this in the past, and I just think, so I have actually test-driven it for you. How was it? And what, what you do, you have to speak to a... You have to email a person oh. and tell them what your reading habits and what you wish they were and what you're interested right. in and all that, and then they tailor it to that. So if you Andrew remember, I had a bit of an argument with him about whether or not he was a robot. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I demanded did. some sort of proof. Easily forgotten. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't be doing that, but I, I might like to toy with Daunt books because they are lovely middle-class types. I might say I'm into sort of um, mainly Geoffrey Archer, Jackie Collins... Anything like that? Did I tell you I played cricket with Geoffrey Archer once? And he was, How was he? Um, dis disappointingly nice. <laughs> oh, was he? <laughs> he was really oh. actually quite nice and bright and funny and all the things that you don't want him to be. So, you know. Oh, damn him. What can you do? <laughs> but thank uh, you yes. for my gifts. No, no, that's... Uh, that's I also um, got um, a play centre for Ray. Nice. Does he hmm. eat? He's, does he? Oh, sorry, I, I was thinking that was your pronunciation of placenta. <laughs> oh, my. I was going to say, I don't, know if dogs, I don't know if dogs should have them, should they? <laughs> that, that just seems wrong to me. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I think we're probably about due for a trip to uh, Email Corner. As regular readers will know, I don't have access to jingles in our current remote style of recording, so... Um, I use uh, the live jingle um, of, um, what, it's this one. Oh, Susan, beware of the devil, <laughs> don't let him spoil your heart. That's, it's, it's a sort of a generic jingle. Go on. Well, I have, a, I have an email that's a response to last week's show when we were discussing uh, emergency stops in cars and in particular on the driving test. And I think you mooted that you'd been given the advice to do staccato braking technique, hadn't you? Yeah, that you sort of go like that with your foot, and mm. it's well, supposed to. If you if it's an emergency <laughs> thing, it will make you stop quicker. Is what was what I was told as a youth. Well, eight three one has messaged the show. Frank's pub experts were wrong. Oh. The staccato mm. braking technique mimicked the working of anti-lock braking systems, enabling drivers of older cars such as Nooker, Phantom and the rest of the gang 
<laughs> I don't know what that bit means. That's an actual <laughs> bloke who I used to drink with. Oh, is it? Was, it's not. When I was, when I was, I nearly said then casually when I was fourteen. When I was eighteen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Nooker Phantom. And Nooker Phantom always had at least four or five buttons on Don at, on the top of his shirt. And, and the lapels pulled white. The, the shirt collar pulled outside the lapels. So he had a, a fabulous V of flesh mm. under, his, uh, under his face. Wow. Wow. Oh, um, Nooker Phantom. Nooker was short for Enoch, by the way. Really? Mm. Really? Well, not you know short, what? but it was... I would a, never have got to that from Enoch. No, there's a lot of no. Enochs and I, Enochs and Eli's in the black country. Uh, they continue uh, to avoid skidding in an emergency. It didn't necessarily shorten stopping, but avoided brake lock. Oh, yes. Oh, what was brake lock then? It's when the, the brakes lock up. OK, I deserved that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think it was good of you to add op yeah. so it wasn't utterly um, Shut up, derogatory in tone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it did OK. It did the job. Yeah. Nook a phantom. That's going to... Uh, I could tell you some tales. Um, OK, Do you think this so... this person knows you or is it a person who's heard you mention Nook a phantom? Well, I yeah. think Nook a phantom probably featured in my uh, autobiography, but um, it uh... might be a person that used to drink at the uh, somewhere like the New Inn or the Crosswells in Langley okay. Green. That is possible. Mm. Lovely. Frank, we've also had some... You asked for... We put something up on uh, Twitter uh, asking people their experiences with what we were calling the the OFT, the Origami Fortune Teller. Oh, which yes. Buzz's uh, Jen, I believe he's Gen Z, isn't he still? That's still Gen Z, would, would call the chatterbox, you said. Yes, and it's one of those, it's like a paper flower that goes um, colours and then numbers and then some something more profound at floor level. Mm. Well, um, Muzz says a shimasham, uh Oh. They were never nice, but damn, they were accurate. Mm. We've also really? got Richard Prescott says <laughs> a chooser is a what chooser. we call them. That's straightforward, mm. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oceans um, 11 says fortune teller, but I don't know why, because they just insulted you as far as I can remember. But fortune tellers can. I remember um, Russell Grant saying that my career would only last seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and I would never hold down a long-term relationship. So it all fits. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, you cannot text us today, I'm afraid. We're not live. However, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Or, of course, you can uh, contact us direct through the Absolute Radio website. Now, we were discussing um, communication from the outside world um, before the break. We, Any more? We, we were, and we were, um, we were actually fielding a few emails and Twitter messages uh, regarding emergency stops in cars. Oh, yes. And Adam Lethbridge uh, messaged the show. Before I forget, listening to Frank on the radio... Similarly disappointed to hear that flinging your arm out during car emergencies is less familial perfection, per, protection rather, 
the normal reflex. It will never give me the same warm glow of father achievement again. Uh, is that your... That was my observation. I read somewhere that that is a natural uh, physical instinct to do that, is to reach your arm across the passenger seat when you are braking sharply or you feel there's an incident. It's nothing to do with wanting to protect your passenger. No, if I did it, it was it would just be to stop them from reaching the dashboard <laughs> in case they'd got any ideas of how they might deal with the situation, which I know would be less good than mine. <laughs> and if Alan did it, it would be to stop them uh, examining the contents of the glove compartment in case there was any cash in there. Thank you. Well, well, I actually, think if it was Alan, it would be a karate chop to the throat. <laughs> my, uh, my, my passenger seat quite often has a bag of apples on it. Uh, because oh. sorry, is this is this a poem you've written, or are you just, are you talking there? It's not like a character right in the hay wayne. It's because Frank's it. doing a poetry podcast. And he sees poetry everywhere now. Well, I mean that to me. My passenger seat often has a bag of apples in it. It'd be a great opening line. <laughs> um, I mean, are you well, sure you haven't got a coach and horses? Well, here's what happened. I'm convinced. My friend Stuart said to me about. Uh, maybe five, six years ago, oh, apples are the lorry driver's friend. And he claimed that lorry drivers have apples well, in their cabins. It depends on the lorry driver. <laughs> he I've told seen me some that... things in lay boys. <laughs> <laughs> he, he told me that they keep you awake. And Woken then I started... up in lay boys. He said it was something like they're the cleanest way of getting sugar to your brain so they wake you up, they're good for driving. But and I started doing it, and then I said to him years later, oh, that's really good, that tip you gave me about apples keeping your weight. And he said, no, it's not me. And mm. I don't know who it was. <laughs> and does it work? Because I've I think it works. I've I think it's good. hungry and had an apple, I find it just does nothing at all. Oh, well, you should have I thought the uh, I thought the Yorkie was the sugar chair the lorry driver sat in, as it were. You're right. Well, it's... Uh, it's good, rich and thick, a milk chocolate <laughs> brick, if I remember the lyrics from the advert. Lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, Sal. it begins, I've pounded the road from coast to coast. Yorkie did, and me rolling on. Did they do a Google search? I know it wasn't available at the time, but nevertheless, for most macho-sounding words available. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm going to... I think I might... Now we're here... I've pounded the road from coast to coast, Yorkie and me rolling on, because a hard day's run can be short on fun without Yorkie to lighten my load. Big, rich and thick, a milk chocolate brick. Yorkie's a mighty big mouthful. Um, have you met Yorkie? No. Um, and then it went... Uh, Fine. Yorkie's the way that real milk... Check, wait for it. Milk is the way that... York is the way that real milk chocolate ought to be. And when I still that big old mill, there's still enough in store for me in that Yorkie bar of mine. That was it. And I can't remember conversations I had yesterday. How's that fair? No, neither can this I. But the Yorkie lyrics <laughs> stuck like burrs in animal pelt. <laughs> that sounded like your poetry podcast had just gone a bit sort of on the sponsorship front. You just yeah. signed a deal yeah, which exactly. compromised yeah. you a bit too much. Yeah, with Roundtree. <laughs> I don't know if it makes you okay, but I hope it's Roundtree. It sounds suitably low rent. <laughs> In the way that Cadbury sounds all right, Nestle. Round, oh, I couldn't, that we couldn't make it work. I had to go Roundtree in the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry if anyone on Absolute is uh, sponsored by Roundtree. Obviously, they he likes lovely. Cadbury's because of the Quakers are. Love the pastels. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What's in the news other than um, terrible things? Well, there's something I'd very much like to talk about. But before I do, I've just looked something up with all our round trees talk because I wanted to confirm you're correct, Frank. It was round trees. Can oh, you good. both guess when the aero was first introduced? Because this is the kind of fact that surprises me. What year? I think the aero is uh, 59. Alan Cochran? What, introduced in 59? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm... Ladies and gentlemen, the era. <laughs> you know, like that. I'm going to go 82. 1882. No, <laughs> 1935. Fruit pastels wow, wow. were introduced in 1881. Thank you. That's enough chocolate talk. We're better than wow, this. Well, so you could get a plane aero before you could get an aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. I don't think it quite works historically, but by the time you've had the laugh by then, by the time they work it out in the interval, they can't take that laugh back. No, for you. they can't. So, well, <laughs> can I talk to you both about someone who's almost become a friend of the show? I Kim would Jong-un. say now. No, uh, but close. Can I, ask, Elton can I John. ask a question, by the way? Where is the Roundtree's HQ? I believe it's in York. So Terry's of York. Is York a particular, the chocolate capital of the UK? And is Terry someone who used to work for Roundtree and sort of uh, <laughs> decided, you know, you know what, I could do this on my own, and he sort of he's a sort of spin-off, right? Mm. Like well, Andy and Addy Dazzler. I believe ah. um, the the chocolate industry was traditionally associated with Quakers, wasn't it? Cadbury's yeah, well, were Quakers. Bourneville and uh, yeah, and in I, Birmingham believe uh, Roundtree's might have been as well. So I don't know if there was that was a particular meeting point for the Quakers, York, perhaps it was. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> over in Elton John world, which we oh, always yeah, just live in. Yes, he's That's a friend a of the show. show he, he gets, yeah. it's fair to say he gets a fair amount of real estate on this show. Yeah. And Royal Mint coins, we like a Royal Mint coin. All, that also gets real estate. And we've had a marvellous blending of the two this week because Elton John has had his first coin, Frank. Oh, come on. Have you seen I, it? I saw this um, coin. It's, it's, I like the sort of... It's a, it's a minimalist design, isn't it? It's not like a picture of Elton John like you might get Winston Churchill on the... I don't know if you remember the Winston Churchill crown, which is quite a detailed picture of Churchill. Mm-hmm. But this is... Uh, it's basically a, a straw boater and a pair of round <laughs> spectacles and a dicky bow. Yeah. Mm. And at first I thought they were honouring the eccentric inventor <laughs> Wilfred Makepeace Lon. Who, uh, I don't know if you remember him, but he had, he had exactly that. Um, that, was, that was his image. Um, but no, I, I more... wish... The mint rarely goes that left field. <laughs> no. In my experience, <laughs> who would you most like to see on a British coin? What about asking that on Twitter and Instagram? Oh, I, yeah. I would go for um, Wincy Willis. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, do you know who I'm going for? Where's the person? Go on. Arge. Because he's Argent as well. Argent. Perfect. Alan? That would be good. Ramirez. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind someone who'd been in an air rage scandal. Maybe a series <laughs> of coins. <laughs> um, the air rage collection with people who've been in trouble on planes. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'd be very to have, have that, happy to have those in a in a souvenir um, plastic case with specially sized holders. Yeah. Maybe aeroplane shaped. So um, we were talking about the new Elton John coin. I don't know when, it, when, it, when it'll actually be in our pockets, but it'll, it'll be out there soon. I'm and um, it, it won't be in, in my pockets because from what I could tell, one 50 pence coin was £12 or going right up to £64,950 for the gold version. <laughs> gold, Elton John, you do surprise me. Yeah. Although, can I just Imagine say, guys... Imagine the horror of someone who was very woke, who got a bunch of these coins and then he got cancelled and they wouldn't be able to spend them. They'd starve. They'd be starving for their beliefs. <laughs> their laugh, their life savings. Oh, God, I suppose they could go out at night and put them into slot machines. I'm it, always be confused when work? they apply the um, psychological... Sorry. Sorry, I just wondered, would the, would the gold ones work in a slot machine? Like, would a, are they too heavy to be recognised as a 50 pence? I doubt you wanted, anyone's ever put a gold play coin. snooker with it, pool, I suppose. If you wanted to get one of those um, chewable uh, tooth cleaner <laughs> things <laughs> with a, with a £50,000 coin or whatever it is. I don't know. I, I'm sure he won't get cancelled anyway, so. He's, a, he's fine. He's, he's fine. He is now inhabiting the the boater chair, isn't he? He's the person one associates yeah. with the straw boater. And I, I mean, I would have Harold Lloyd is the last person, um, certainly from my era. <laughs> well, like I say, for me, it's Wilfred Makepeace Lawn. Um, yes. Do you remember him? I mean, I if any of our there might be some of our readers that don't actually know who I'm talking about. Mm. He's still Mike. around, I think. Um, but he was he was that rarest of thing. He was in the inventor chair. Um, yeah. I don't know who else has been in that. Richard Magnus Branson? Pike. I know he was, Ma- he was eccentric scientist was Magnus Pike rather than inventor, yes. wasn't he? Yeah. Who was sure. the current? Who's in the inventor chair now? It's got to be James Dyson, hasn't it? Oh, um, yes. Mm. I think it probably is. Because he did I the noticed... wheelbarrow that mm. somebody did better out of the idea than him. And then he went back and came back with the the vacuum cleaner and the air blade. All right, tomorrow's world. Oh, lo- lovely potted, <laughs> potted biography there of Dyson. I wasn't going to go through all of them. I felt like it was... Weird uh, factual biography. E- eating too much of the show up, I think, perhaps. No, no, it's fine. I, I mean, I think it did, it did cause a slight vacuum. Oh, anyway, oh, lovely. <laughs> Look, there are worse. There are. Oh, whose phone? That's so you, Frank. Well, it's not. I tell you what, my phone is off. 
But that is my distant iPad. Um, uh, I'm sorry, everyone. I've pressed decline. Um, okay. Oh, no, sorry. That's my career gauge. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was um, reading this story in, uh, in the Sun online. Mm. And um, they had, they did that thing of having, whenever they have any sort of music story, they will do a list of the person's hits turned into puns <laughs> that are relevant <laughs> to the story. Quite Sigh. And they well, included. Always... Go on. No, I was just going to say, I always imagine um, how that ends up in the paper. And I think it's because some sub is furious and has a meltdown and says, I spent two hours thinking of these headlines and you've not gone with any of mine. Yeah, I, I said, all right, might mate. Be right. All right, mate. We'll put I didn't in. know there was also, by the way, there was a queen coin, which completely I, I, I missed that. Yeah, totally. But I don't mean with the queen on, obviously. I mean that the band... <laughs> Um, I knew there was a queen coin. Did, they, did it feature Brian May's hair in deep relief? It was ma mainly uh, Roger Deacon, I think, foregrounded. Okay. Not really. <laughs> is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure that's his name. But you know John what I mean, Deacon, the bass player. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. it's, it's a Deacon. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm going to run these puns by you when, I, when we return. So I, I promised you all the um, the sons the sons puns on um, on Elton John being on a coin. Now I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of the pun. I know a lot of people hate them and they're they're unpopular, but um, there's got to be some some rubbish here. Be straight with you. <laughs> dime still standing. Mm. I mean, it's oh, an American it's not currency. Not a dime. Come no. on. Um, sorry seems to be the hardest wad. Not good. No, it's not I mean, a wad, it's, a, it's coin. a coin. It's paper money. Copper dial rock. <laughs> What's the <And, a> dial? <laughs> well, well it's, I mean, it's it's um, it's bad. Um, it, it, there was no yeah. joy in the meeting in which they discussed these puns. Is what I would mm. say. It was like, what about uh, copper dial? Right. Oh, put it down. Put it down, Paul. <laughs> Be fine. I imagine this is what page three was like towards the end. Shall I, shall I <laughs> oh, take my top off? If, if you like. I mean, I suppose so. You know what I mean? That thing, we've, oh, we've done it now. We've really done it. Still, and the Elton John coin, ladies and gentlemen, is what we're talking about. Mm. I um now this is a, one of the very very few drawbacks of uh, celebrity, and I be honest with you, there aren't many. Is um, that if you split up with someone, um, normally if you split up with a person like him in the old days before <laughs> I became a, a a sort of a dare I say public figure. You split up with them and you might never see or hear from them again. That was it. Mm -hmm. But I right. think when if you're in the paper then with your next girlfriend or who or just just around in the paper, it's just like twisting the knife a bit. And there's not really much mm. you can do about it. And what worries me about this is um, 
if Elton and David Furnish split up, David oh, Furnish is going to be yeah. Someone's going. He's going to be saying, "Keep just keep the change." <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't face it. Just I wonder if anyone splits up with Wilfred Make Peace Long. I think they'll be in a, <laughs> a similar oh, situation. <laughs> Leon Redbone. Leon Redbone. Do you remember him? No. No. He was a sort of a. Um, Jazz blues. He was one of these guys who only wore clothes from the 1920s. Like he just lived. He lived in the 1920s right up until when he died of, a couple of years ago. And he looked exact. That coin. If if they decide on a Leon Redbone memorial coin, they can use the same pressing. <laughs> I like the idea. You're, you're saving the royal mint work. Yeah. <laughs> can I say, yeah. boys? Um, I'm surprised, though. I mean, I know they've gone for the sort of iconography one associates with Elton John, obviously. It's, it's your classic, isn't it? Your straw boater and your, your jaunty specs. I'd have gone for plat. Just one pl- close-up of a platform boot. No, you see, I'd have, I think the thing is, I think... I mean, it's leisure wear he wears now. He's a leisure wear fan. Yeah, I so would have really gone with white, white shell suit on a coin. A, sh- <laughs> a shell think- suit with a sort of tufted squirrel hairdo. Yeah, and, and, and a suit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> He's tracksuit the... bottoms and suit jacket. That's his vibe. With yeah. the sleeves <laughs> rolled up on the track. <laughs> but that's it. If you're, if you're that famous, you can uh, develop your own style. And uh, yeah. res- respect to Mondo. <laughs> that's the name of his houseboy. Um, have we had any? We've got we've got uh, a few things on the go, Twitter, Instagram wise. Um, I think we've got the um, who we'd like to see on a British coin and the fortune teller theme. Yes, the origami fortune teller OFT, OFT which yeah. I'm still sticking with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still tanding. Uh, Joanne <laughs> Taylor has suggested paper snapper. Either of you come across that description of the origami fortune teller? No. Okay. No, Can for I a say, second there, the... I, thought, I, th- I thought Paper Snapper was a celebrity that was being suggested to go on a coin. I just thought I was really behind the curve. On the I'm still standing, I'm still standing <laughs> theme. Mm. I realise now that this um, having bands on the coins is a sort of a reversal of what happened with Oasis, wasn't it? Because isn't their album on the shoulders of giant giants? Didn't they get that name? Oh, yes, you're right. From yes. what's written round the edge of a two-pound coin, which is on That's the right. shoulders of you're giants. Absolutely right. So now it's all. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have that on an Elton John coin. While it's we're on, on the, the shoulders subject, of giants, on the shoulders of giants. Open brackets. What a party that was. Close brackets. <laughs> well, <laughs> while we've uh, meandered down coin cul-de-sac. Oh, yeah. Just Sorry a few su- suggestions. Now, while we're here, we may as well take a look at the scenery. A few suggestions for um, who people would like to see featured on the coin. We've got Shirley Crabtree as a suggestion. Oh, yeah. Good um, yeah. Big Daddy. Daydreamer has suggested the Venerable Bede, a great scholar, oh. and his most important work was written in my hometown. Do you know where that ah. is, Frank? I'm guessing he's from Jarrow. Oh well, well, I mean, it's information I don't, I can't confirm at this stage. Yes. But I'll take. Well, he was at he was at the um, monastery in Jarrow for 
really his whole life. So I'm fairly confident. It's a good bet. Mm. I think he went to Lindisfarne once for a day out. Uh-huh. <laughs> went to Londis. He didn't. He wasn't went to a Londis for a day he out. Did, he didn't write much travel stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he did a podcast though. He was. He was no Bill Bryson of his day. No, was no, he, he was not Brysonic in any way. Steve Phillips has suggested three lions on a coin. Oh, We've got a lot of good. Stan Laurel, a lot of David Attenborough. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Can get with what about Mike Laurel Pence? That would confuse people, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Burke has suggested Steve Bruce, which yeah. is an interesting... And can I say, I think overwhelmingly the most popular choices are Frank Skinner, closely followed by David Baddiel. Oh, really? Mm. Um, Steve Bruce on a coin... Um, the nice thing is you wouldn't have to have any relief on it because his face has basically been flattened by years <laughs> of, of of very physical challenges. Yes. I remember him being interviewed on the telly with a black eye quite recently. <laughs> and someone had... Uh, he'd, he'd looked out of his bedroom window and someone was trying to steal his car off his forecourt and he was out there. You don't want Steve Bruce looming out the shadows in his jarma trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, man. I should think oh, uh, as long as he managed to save war property, that'd be mm. all right. You know, he says war, that Geordie thing of saying war oh, instead he? of our. So he'll say <laughs> war midfield. Stuff like that. <laughs> oh, Steve Bruce, love him. Uh, out, is it out else? Yes, we've also had... I'm going to whisk us back into the origami uh, fortune teller just because Anna Banana has said that the the, re- the central reveal, we're calling it, aren't we? Mm, yeah. um, the, the midfield of the piece, uh, she said she would often see snog someone for 40 seconds. Wow. I, mean, I don't oh. know about that in these times, Frank. No, well, I, well, I mean, I had a lot of Qatar as a youth. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I'd, I'd have died. Frank Skinner. Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. I'm sorry, but don't text us. We're not live. We'd like to be, but it's not possible just at the mini. However, you can follow us at Frank on the radio on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. So, you know... We are doing that at the moment. People are contacting, and I love it. We haven't really heard about... Um, I haven't heard anything about you guys and your lives. What, what's I had a up? Ma- I had a major potential financial incident this week. Huge. Ooh, uh, you accidentally ordered the Elton John gold coin. <laughs> <laughs> I ticked the wrong one. I meant to get the 1250, and I got the 64,000 one. Clean me out. Nightmare. Nearly. Um, you could just apologise, but of course, sorry seems to be the hardest what. It's <laughs> oh, terrible. Now, people have just tuned in. They'll think he's lost it, Frank. If he thinks, <laughs> if he thinks that is good enough. <laughs> so go on, tell us about your finance. Well, I had a call from my bank this week. Uh, I'd, had, I'd been frauded. I'd been, a, you know, a victim of fraud. They alerted me to it. Charming man. He introduced himself. I like it when they do that. He said, my name is Andrew Martin. He kept referring to me as Madam, which they don't often do. Normally it's Miss Dean. Nevertheless. Was there a a millisecond when you thought it was Andrew Marr? 
<laughs> and then the tin he arrived. Said, yeah, Minister, will you answer the question? <laughs> um, and so he continued reading out the suspicious payments. And we all know, mm. you know, we all know how it goes, don't we? A lot of electronic goods, a lot of alcohol, a lot of meat. They like meat, the card foresters. Yes. Well, I once bought um, £7,000 worth of jewellery in Tahiti. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't, but someone did on my thing. That was. Uh, really? Tahiti's glamorous, stuff. though. Well, you I had Tahiti. Know. Do you know what I had? Grills with a Z Steakhouse in Birmingham. <laughs> he said, Madam, me. have you been to Grills with a Z Steakhouse in Birmingham? I said, let me think. When was this? Last week. Um, was it Wasn't Tuesday? that your chance to say, think? I can't bear grills? <laughs> uh, where's our jingle for a round of applause? That is absolutely first class. I oh. love the sound of grills. It's, uh, I love any place you go where you're offered a plastic uh, bib. <laughs> For the eating, oh, yeah. I don't. Know it just—it do sounded grills. very sweet corn in the salad, potentially. Yeah. So, I like the sound of it. but it sounded not, you know. So he, we're having a, ni a nice bounce, me and Andrew Martin. You know, we're getting to know each other. He says, "Oh, audible payment seven ninety nine." I said, "You know what, Andrew? I don't remember it, but let's be honest. I don't think a card fraudster is going to sit down and think, oh, I must download that Julian Barnes book tonight to <laughs> listen to.' I think that probably was me." He said, "I think you're right, madam." Oh, really you got, got him well. Then you had him in the palm of your hand. Oh, I really did, Frank. So as we're talking, he says, I'm really sorry. Um, I think this fraud looks quite comprehensive, so we, we, we might have to cancel your account. You're going to have to open a new account. I said, Andrew, you're joking. He said, I'm not joking, madam. <laughs> so eventually, he said, you'll be issued with your new account details within 24 hours. In the meantime, I want to keep your money safe. So I need you to move all the money from your savings account into your current account. I said, that's quite Now unusual. I'm starting to think Andrew is a scammer. Mm, yeah. I said, that seems a bit weird. He said, I know, I know. It seems very strange. But check the number on your phone. I checked the number. It was the Lloyds Bank number. I said, it just seems quite extreme. I said, I'm just not sure, Andrew. It seems a bit strange. He said, calm down, madam. Have a glass of water. Bossy. Mm. He's very ascetic. Sort of <laughs> you might have been having wine, telling you yeah. to the water. I, I, I like a purdies. Then something <laughs> happened, so, so Frank. gambit told me. <laughs> something happened and it changed everything. Oh, yeah. Do you want to know what it was? I do. He started reading through the code I would need because I was panicked. I, I felt that was a drastic act moving the money over. He, he said to reassure me, he said, here's the code. I'll give you the code. I'll text it to you. He said, I'll read it to you. It's PTR 201. I said, OK, can you repeat that? He said, yes. P for Poppy, T for Tango, R for Rover. I said, Andrew, do they teach you the phonetic alphabet? He said, yes, they mm. do. I said, P is Papa, R is Romeo. I felt like Hetty Wainthrop. Wow. I said, but I've got that to didn't go. mean he was a baddie, did he? he I didn't put the phone that. down. I rung Lloyd's Bank. Andrew Martin was a fraudster. What? Oh, wow. -wee. I know. I know. Great work. Very good. But horrible. Horrible. It, do story, it doesn't end there. I was insulted after that, but we'll get to that. Okay, well, let's. Uh, I'm happy to leave that as a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to where Emily insulted, uh, but not in the studio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
Now we we left you on a cliffhanger. Is that um, Emily, having fabulously evaded a fraudster on the phone? It's a horrible story in many ways, but happy ending. Mm. Um, so what did? How did it um, culminate? So I discovered this Andrew Martin character was a fraudster. I discovered because I put the phone down and uh, I spoke to a charming man in the fraud de- in the genuine fraud department. Mm. He was a scouser. He was called Paul. He said, I am so sorry, Miss Dean. This is terrible. It's awful. And I said, well, I was just so shocked. They, they cloned the number. It's called automatic push payment, everyone. So don't ever move your money, OK? Um, he said, Message so received and understood. Thank you. He said, I'm so glad you didn't part with any money. I said, oh, me too. He said, you know what's disgusting is that they take advantage and they prey on the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I beg your pardon, Paul. He said, it's just wrong. It's disgusting. I said, I'm sorry, no, the bit after that, what did you say? He said, oh, no, madam, I didn't mean you. I mean, they do it to youngsters. I said, well, I'm hardly a youngster. He said, I know that. Oh, poor Paul. He said, I know that. I said, thanks a lot. He didn't know it was your birthday week, did he? No. Oh, well, maybe he did. So my money was safe, but my self-respect was in tatters. But what I can say is, yes, for any, I mean, I know... I'd rather have the money. So would I. <laughs> yes. I mean, I I'd think rather... I've proved Come... that on many, many TV shows over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Take advantage of the elderly, Frank. I mean, please. Oh, no. But, I mean, it's, it is a horrible story, and I hope it's one that our readers can learn from. <laughs> Don't trust anyone, and I'm including your close family. No. Very good. And Andrew Martin... In retrospect, Frank, it sounds a bit made up. It's like he watched Doc Martin and just saw Andrew Garfield or something, thought, oh, I'll call it, that sounds a name. Unless um, he did choose Andrew Marr and thought, I think people might pick up on this. Um, He won't know Andrew Marr. Well, he laughed at your your audible gag. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He's not so bad now. Maybe I should have given him the money. (laughs) <laughs> She's going to be a, a big clever to be a fraudster. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's, you know, it's a terrible thing. And um, I hope um, something horrible happens, obviously, to all fraudsters. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. to the fraudster. I, um, I, I need to point out something that you brought to our attention a few weeks ago, Frank, that I've now lived through. Do you remember you said that you felt like there were a number of things you were going to have to relearn after lockdown? Yes, indeed. Was it like a PIN number or something like that? I forgot both my PIN numbers, certainly. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, and wearing ironed clothes. Yeah. Another thing I'm going to have to relearn. Have you, you forgot both your PIN numbers. Have you been to Grill's Steak in Birmingham? <laughs> Someone I'm there going, will know man. them. I'm going. Well, I'm, I'm normally... Um, I'm normally the motoring correspondent on this show and a reasonably high mileage driver, but lockdown, I've barely been moving around anywhere. And so for the first time in three months, I think maybe four months, I filled the car up with fuel the other day. I stopped at the pump, got out of the car, closed the door, and my car has one of those little press the side panel things and oh, the yeah. door yeah. opens for you to take the fuel cap off. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I have the same. Yeah. It wouldn't work. It was stuck oh. shut. Oh, cobwebs. 
<laughs> Internal cobwebs. Um, I've had a bit of that as well, I'll be straight with you. Me too. I think we better come back for more of this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, Al was um, in the middle of a, a, a driving yarn. <laughs> so you're you're at a you're at a petrol pump and you can't get the little door open on the uh, on the pump. What what does yeah. one do in that situation? And it's usually, I mean, I don't like to brag, but the car's German. It's usually just a soft press and mm. hey presto, I'm in. When and, you think about I, it, it's a it's a very satisfying piece of design, isn't it? That slight very. press on the door and it opens. I, I don't know that I've ever appreciated it, but the next time I do it, I'll think, ooh. See, so, you don't miss the water till the well runs dry. Exactly. So I'm standing there and I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's just sort of shut, but it's caught a cable or there's something in there that's jammed. So I press it a bit harder and then I press it a bit harder again, and increasingly, and I'm quite close to just punching the thing to see if that does it. And then oh, I get my I car love keys. To have seen that. I get my car keys, which have got like a long, thin key for a bike lock, and I tried to go around the little, the outside of the door where it joins to mm. see if I could loosen anything. And I'm quite panicked now. And then I just think, well, it's obviously seized up during the lockdown, and I can't mm. put fuel in my car anymore. And I, I give up. I think, well, I don't know what to do, but I'm close enough to home that I've got enough fuel. I can drive home and then I'll phone my mechanic and see if he knows what to do. So I give up and I go to open my car door and get back in and just drive off without fuel. And I realise my car door's locked. I press unlock and the little door thing opens. It turns out it locks when you lock your car if you get out of it stupidly. Oh. And then lock it. <laughs> Who knew? It saved you from yourself. Oh, I love But it's just that. stupidity that I got out of the car and locked it before trying to put fuel in that because I haven't practised it for three or four months. Well, you did. But- well, I have, on occasion, I when in a, with a new car, I have parked the wrong side of the pumps. Oh, yeah. Forgetting which oh, side. Oh, me too. Ta- Do you know what, Frank? Um, you've got to be careful because that is a problem with the elderly Oh, um. uh, yes. <laughs> I'll tell you how I hoped your anecdote would end. Um, With me Al, getting I was, a, was waiting for. Like a branch no, I was, and hitting it like Basil Fawlty. <laughs> I was hoping that you'd finally force the little door open and inside it would be the last three inches of a siphoning tube and two human fingers. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, you can't, you can't have everything in life. That's I was I hoping, find. can I tell you how I hoped that would end? I hoped Alan might uh, give a ring to the old uh, Kung Fu fighting friends oh, and yeah. they might all turn up and uh, give it a prize open. They yeah. can do the yeah. phone books and everything, Frank. They'll have One no of, you problem know those with that. Pun- you know those punches that you sort of with- almost <laughs> withdraw before it's, uh, you know, that, that one... <laughs> That one, yeah. just for that, and everything would happen in the car. The radio would come on, and the airbags. Just, just like the sheer perfection of timing, of of, uh, of the sort of Bruce Leeness of it would uh, would just mend the whole, fill the tank up. Um, the 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 fluids would all go to the right level. 
Yeah. Um, it would and it would tune automatically to absolute radio. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I should that, have lied about the end of my story now. No, no, it was good because what you know what it turned into the end of your story a springboard, <laughs> and um, it's taken us to a thousand various places, and that's what uh, that's what great stories always do. What else is in, in the world? I, I've, I've really, I haven't been very news. You know I heart news. <laughs> I haven't been very newsed up this week for some reason. I wore my I heart news T-shirt to bed the other night. Mm. Think on it. Um, I remember. Oh, don't be absolutely <laughs> sickening. Awful, awful As if. office. Office. As if. Um... Are either of you, and I am loath to go into this area after your last comment, but are either of you familiar with the restaurant Sexy Fish? No. Ah, I, I, I read about it in the paper this week, but didn't, didn't know about it prior I've to never, that. I've never heard of it. Is it, a, str- oh, is it okay. a chain or is it a... No, no. Is it a string? No. I, I nearly said, is it no. a string? No. I obviously no. was thinking of the poo you get on goldfish. Um. <laughs> it's, it's a rest, it's an incredibly lavish. I would say its demographic is the olig- your oligarch essentially. Right. Really, it has a Damien Hirst. I think it is. There's a mermaid sculpture by Damien Hirst of a mermaid. Um, a real mermaid in formaldehyde. Real mermaid. Yeah. And um, there's also the floor is very famous because it's uh, marble from Iran. It's Iranian marble. It's called Esmeralda marble. It's onyx marble, I think. So it's it's that wow. sort of level. Um, I have to and... say, the title would put me off. Oh yeah, Awful. if I'm going to eat fish, I don't really <laughs> want to be thinking about that aspect of them. You know what I mean? I also, feel I'd be able to taste it a bit. Do you, also, you know what? I don't want to say to a businessman. I'll meet you at Sexy Fit. I mean, it's... No. Yeah. Oh, the, the evening has already got a slant on it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, sexy as soon Fish. As, as soon as I hear the <laughs> name of the restaurant, Sexy Fish, I think, not tonight, dear, I've got a haddock. Oh. <laughs> oh. Come on. Oh, that's Come very on. fine. Oh, that's good. That's top Top end. It really is. Um, oh, I haven't heard of it, but it sounds a place that I would. Um, if I could not sum up the kind of maybe. man that would go there, it's a very mm. expensive blazer with bleach jeans, and okay. he'd say something like, "Tonight we go hard or we go home." You know oh, the type. Really. To which I you generally want to say, "Please go home." Um, <laughs> yeah, but please. I. Uh, Jess Glynn, who's a singer, are either of you familiar and with would her he work? say, I'm living it up because I'm, I'm in Dubai the whole of next week? That <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah. Kind okay. Of guy. Jess Glynn, yes. I think yes, someone the, said uh, in a restaurant review of Sexy Fish, I remember reading this, something along the lines of, it's like being punched in the face by Dubai, was what I believe, um, <laughs> oh. I believe I read that, okay. in terms of the aesthetic. But anyway, Jess Glynn, who's a singer, sings with Clean Bandit a lot. Does she Either right. of you, any um, I, any? I didn't know takers? who she was until I read the story, and I think she's often feet, isn't she? She's feet mm, glass. Feet. She's very feet. Mm, I'm afraid I, she got I, turned I, away, boys, I, from I've the restaurant. I've seen her live. You haven't. 
I, I, she was just doing one song. Okay. Okay. She um, worked with them all, and <laughs> yeah. She uh, she got very upset because she was turned away from Sexy Fish, mm. and she posted this picture on the gram of her mm. in an oversized hoodie with a baseball cap underneath, the crossbody bag, and the trainers saying they've just turned me away. They were rude and arrogant, um, and she'd gone somewhere else. Like- it sounds like she was on her way to the gymnasium, not the <laughs> night eating. I think there must be some confusion of uh, how she's uh, sorted her wardrobe um, compartments. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were uh, discussing um, Jess Glynn's trip to uh, Sexy Fish, which ended in uh, rejection at the door. Do you remember that time I went? I can't remember what the do was now, but I was at some big do and they wouldn't let me in. And I had to, I had to wave over Michael Hutchins, who was already inside, to vouch for me. <laughs> and then they let me in. They, they took the word of a, of a notorious philanderer and homewrecker <laughs> over mine. But anyway, he very kindly came over and said, oh, yeah, this is Frank. He's good. And that was that. Mm. Was Lovely. he Australian? He was yes, he was Australian. <laughs> Australian. We met... Uh... No, I'll do that again. Well, now, blow me this bludger. <laughs> you get the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I... essentially... What do we think about she... well, well, she wanted... I think she was expecting people to say, you okay, hon, you know, in response. Yeah. And what she actually got was, um, you Mockery. know... Yes, quite out. I think she unwisely said it was discrimination that was yes, uh, and that's it. Um, it uh, yeah. And but then she went from that to saying, "Oh, I used the word discrimination wrongly," and actually she didn't. Like it was discrimination. They were discriminating. Like they were recognizing the distinction between what she was wearing and what they want people to wear in their restaurant. So it is discrimination. Also, I don't understand this thing on Twitter or Instagram or whatever where people think, oh, people didn't like me using the word discrimination, so I'll change it. No one will remember. Have you ever seen Or then, or they take a tweet down and say, oh, that was a close one. And then it just says in the paper and then they took the tweet down, which makes it ten times worse. It's so much worse. Come on, people. Yeah. Oh, and no Burberry as well while you're at it. (laughs) That's what I'd like to do. I'd like to do that as a sort of a uh, tweet and Instagram in. What is the best no um, entrance bar or sign you've ever seen? My favourite is no Burberry. But I'd love to know if people have seen any other things that uh, weren't allowed, which were. Oh, that would be a good one. Have you genuinely seen that? No Burberry I've seen on, on a club, yeah. It was at a time when Burberry was worn by louts. Mm. Mm. I don't know if they're still uh, going for that. Louts and Emma Watson was what I associated with. It's been rebranded with. a bit, um, fortunately. Uh, can I just say, though, Sexy Fish, in defence of Jess Glynn, it does say on the website, we don't allow beachwear flip-flops or sliders. I mean, you can't have a seaside... Effect, essentially based restaurant with no flip flops or beachwear. Come on, no, that's a that's good, good. Perhaps that's why they had to put that because people think it's sort of SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> themed. <kind of> a... 
place and they've been turning up like, you know, in shrimp suits. I went in a pair of speedos and some armbands. Well, I went as a moray eel <laughs> and it was fine. I just slithered in between two closely set tables. It was... Uh, no problem at all. I'd well, love to turn I mean. up there dressed as like a giant lobster. Do you <laughs> think if we cut to Jess Glynn and her friend about to leave the house that night and, and the friend says, will you get in wearing that? And Jess says, look, the hospitality industry is on its knees. We can do what we like. <laughs> they wouldn't dare. They're so desperate. But these people, even though they're starving, they stood up for their dress code. <laughs> rules is rules. That's that's what I said. That's another restaurant, of course, in London. But um, oh, you wouldn't yes, get in there in a, in, a, in a hoodie. No, I thought um, you were going to say in I a hurry. You have to wear a military tunic. So, look, um, Sarah Champion is next. Do listen to her. And thank you so much for listening to us. And... You know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get your nails done. Listen.